0: Welcome to the All Hallows School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. Now, in this episode, we're getting into the world of co-curricular and enrichment activities at All Hallows as we speak to Director of School Operations, Lucy McKenzie. So that means we'll discover exactly what co-curricular is all about, the kind of opportunities children have outside the classroom and some of the trips coming up this academic year. That's all coming up in this episode, so join me now as we have a discussion about co-curricular and enrichment with Lucy McKenzie. Lucy, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? I'm great, Simon. Thank you for inviting me to join you today. And tell me how your day's looking. We're recording this first thing in the morning. It's, well, it's 10 past eight in the morning. So how's your day looking so far? And tell us about some of the things you'll be doing later on today.
1: Yeah, no, it's been a great start to the day. Obviously, my first sort of normal hour of the day is a quick check of the emails and what sort of COVID correspondence I might have had overnight. So I've already checked in with a few parents, both of pupils that are self-isolating at home and, and perhaps children that are slightly unwell and parents that are needing a bit of advice and we're always on hand pretty much 24-7 actually for those sorts of things at the moment juggling you know the, the, the cleaning schedule and you know any any challenges that we have in the day ahead and yeah just setting everybody up for, for a great start to the day
0: It's interesting that you say you check your emails first thing in the morning. I think a lot of the people listening to this will do exactly the same thing. And I know that I do the same thing as well. But when we listen to the experts, they often say that we should only be checking our emails sort of, you know, first thing in the morning, maybe then at lunchtime. And then at the end of the day, I never see how that's realistic. I don't know how you manage your email. Tell us, tell us what you do. Give us give us some help with this, please. (laughs)
1: I'll probably get in quite a lot of trouble from the headmaster, actually, if I'm too honest on this (laughs) one. But given the role of my job at the school, I I very much feel that, you know, making sure the day to day running of the school is as smooth as possible, both for the staff and pupils that we have in school, but also for the parents as well. And I think having been through the sort of last 18 months, quite often parents might just check in for just a bit of reassurance. And, And at the moment, the guidance is quite complex it's not as black and white as it was so you know our families here want to be making sure that they're doing the right thing and for me I'm afraid getting on your emails early just to clear those initial few really reassures people for the start of their day so it it actually helps me I probably check them far too regularly but I'm one of those people if you keep on top of it then hopefully everyone stays happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I think we can all appreciate and empathise with exactly that. So, Lucy, we're going to be talking about the enrichment programme and outdoor education at school. But I'd love to know just very briefly where you went to school, whether your experience of school was positive when you were younger. Yes.
1: So my prep school life was based in the New Forest. And I started boarding at about the age of 10. And then I moved to St Swithin's in Winchester, which is an all girls school. And I was there from 11 through to 18 as a weekly boarder and much of my time outside the classroom was spent on a very wet and windy lacrosse pitch mm-hmm. which was my great passion for many years. I also played a lot of tennis and, and swam a lot but I perhaps didn't because of my sport I perhaps didn't spend as much time as I would have liked sort of doing Duke of Edinburgh Awards and perhaps you know spending as much time on that side of outdoor life as I could I then actually did my teaching degree and I then joined the army for five okay. years right so yeah I, I joined the army that's where I met my husband Nick and was very lucky to have some fantastic opportunities while serving both in the UK in Jordan Macedonia Kosovo Norway and right at the end of my career in Cyprus so a lot of those skills that I developed in my time in the army, actually I'm really utilising my job now as director of school operations. I was a year three class teacher for 10, 10, 11 years here at All Hallows whilst both my children were coming through the school. And then I sort of feel I need a new challenge and I was very, very lucky that All Hallows have given me the opportunity to blend both my games and PE teaching with the role that I do now, which is is probably ultimately my perfect job. I get to spend lots of quality time with the children outside through the outdoor education programme, the Saturday morning enrichment programme and my games teaching. But I also hope that many of the skills that I developed, particularly in the army, I I now feel that I can bring to the school and and help with the smooth running day to day.
0: Mm. I often think it's amazing that teachers often have this you know such a, a wonderful background to their whole careers before they went into teaching and and i, I think you've just given a fantastic example of that of your, your travels around the world and the, the different work that you've been doing now obviously of course all hallows is co-ed so it's boys and girls and your own education was was a girls school you mentioned St. Swithun's, 11 to 18 um do you feel that for you being in an all girls environment was good or would you rather have been co-ed
1: that's a really interesting question, Simon. Uh, I have four brothers, okay. <laughs> so that might might have influenced uh, perhaps my, my parents' decision to send me to uh, St Swithin's. Two of my brothers at the time were at Sherborne, which is an all-boys school, so that that was the sort of uh, choices my parents made. That's a, it's a really interesting question. I think for me, probably at the time, it was probably a really good thing that I was at a single sex school because I probably concentrated on the things that I should have done. And I think, you know, I then went on to do a four year teaching degree in PE with English. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting question about co-ed and single sex. I think um, there are benefits to both. My daughter Daisy, who, who was at the school, has, has stayed in, in co-ed. My son is actually now at sherburn So yeah, it, it, it's a it's a very interesting mix. I think it's lovely, particularly at prep school level for the children to be in a co-ed environment. And then what what I hope we do very well here at All Hallows is try to both let the children and the parents look at themselves as individuals and try and nurture and help support them make those decisions for the next step and the next stage and, and whether co-ed education is right for their child or, or perhaps a more single sex environment
0: great answer thank you for, for sharing that with us now let's talk about all hallows and the enrichment program first of all enrichment program what is that some of the parents listening to this right now they might be thinking i've heard that phrase i've got no idea what that is just tell us what it is would you
1: so when I started at All Hallows, we actually on Saturday mornings we had a sort of everyone came to school again at 8:30 and until 12 o'clock and we and they had normal sort of academic lessons and then we went into our sport fixtures and training in the afternoon and at the time you know everyone was feeling that we got Saturday morning exhausted and that perhaps those lessons that children weren't really benefiting from them so we had it we, we you know so. How can we make these Saturday mornings better for the children, more enjoyable, but also for the staff? What other skills could the staff room bring to our curriculum? Um, what other talents and th- that we're not really using or we don't really have time to use? So that's when we said, right, let's, let's throw the timetable out the window and we're going to bring the children in from years six, seven and eight. So just the top three years of the school come in at 10 o'clock in the morning and from 10 till 12 the idea is that they have an opportunity to discover a different skill that they perhaps don't have the opportunity to develop during the school week. So we try, what I try very hard to do is to, to offer modules on a Saturday morning that the children can't access during the, the school week so for example at the moment year six are doing a cooking module which is always you know it's one of the first to be to full subscribe fully signed up what we try and do obviously if lots of children want to do one thing sometimes we split the term into two blocks so that everyone can enjoy it and then there's other things like sort of badminton which you know we haven't had time to get into our PE program Uh, we try and use the swimming pool more because as they get older and move up the school that's something perhaps they don't have time to access as much. We've got some fantastic parents at the moment. Actually Mr McDonald runs our clay pigeon shooting, Mrs McDonald helps out with the cookery and runs a fantastic young enterprise module as well during the year. Without that support and input we, we just wouldn't be able to deliver the dynamic enrichment program we do. So Mr McDonald one of my groundsmen actually, Andy Veal, he takes the children across to Neil's farm, just a short drive away, and they do clay pigeon shooting. Neil's um, fully trained as a, an instructor and supported by another parent, Justin Collis. They, they deliver a programme and that builds through the year to our year seven and eights, putting in a clay pigeon shooting team to the IAPS Championships in May, which we've been you know really successful with over the last sort of five years another new module which i'm very excited about is there's been a new bouldering center opened in Froome, and we've been really lucky i've been sort of the last year i've been emailing uh, niall who's running that center and he's been yeah we're nearly open we're nearly open and then another covid spanner would be thrown in and finally we've got a group of 16 pupils going down there on a saturday morning and it's it, it's just fantastic and again, that's a skill that, you know, I'm slightly out of my comfort zone. Climbing and abseiling, I obviously did a little bit of that in, in the army, but it wasn't something that I'm too passionate about. But it's a, it's a fantastic centre because the children don't get roped up. They're always only about sort of four or five metres from the ground at the most, and it's got this wonderful padded surface. And it's just been amazing to see them start, you know, in their own little world and supporting each other, focusing on just this one skill – and, and developing. For some, they've never done it before, nothing that they've ever come across. For others, they might have done a little bit, and this is going to give them the opportunity to really develop that skill. And then the, the module, which obviously I think is, is the best in the whole programme, is, is the one... I, I run different modules through the year, but my favourite is the more Challenge module, which we, we start in um, next term, after the production. And we build up to the Exmoor Youth Challenge, which happens in May every year. This is a 16-mile walk that the pupils have to complete independently in in teams of four in in a set time of five five hours and 45 minutes. It's a huge challenge, and it it always amazes me every year how our pupils build up to this. We do a series of walks, eight-milers. 12 mile walk and we build them up to being able to go off and complete that on on their own it's something that I would never have thought you know our 11 and 12 year old pupils would be able to do independently so I'm always hugely proud of all the teams that that take part in that challenge
0: Lucy, this is fantastic. I'm kind of, in a very good way, almost is exhausted just hearing about all of these different activities. But like I say, in a very good way, because I mean, we all know what children are like. If you leave them to their own devices on a Saturday morning, they can quite easily just sit and watch TV or watch YouTube videos all, all, all morning. But actually to, to to have children getting stuck into activities like this just sounds fantastic. How do you find this develops their friendships and their abilities to make new friends? by doing activities possibly with other children that they might not naturally mix with?
1: No, that's, that's a great point to pick up on actually, Simon, because quite often what I try and do is deliver some modules across year groups. So currently we've got the year seven and eight working together on a production of Joseph. And actually just, just the last couple of weeks, Mr. Castle, our director of music, has come to me and said, you know, I need a few more individuals, Can we bring some one or two year fives in, one or two year sixes in? So it's great. Suddenly you've got children working together across multiple year groups, which obviously last year during COVID we couldn't really do. And that's, that's, it's been great to be able to do that again. And what I love seeing is that the children recognize each other's talents and each other's strengths, and they help each other develop that. Again, you know we see that particularly in the production but also going down to the bouldering center you know it's been lovely to see those pupils who've had a bit more experience standing at the bottom of the sort of climbing wall saying you know look and if you reach your hand up just a little bit higher you might be able to you might be able to get hold of that and then if you bring your left foot up and that that camaraderie is just so vitally important really developing their their teamwork their communication skills their resilience all, all those fantastic things so yeah i think our saturday morning program it's it, it's vital to the children discovering their other hidden talents if you like and as you say supporting each other and building friendship groups suddenly realizing that wow daniel you you're amazing at climbing i i would never have known that if we if we hadn't been able to come down to to the bouldering center and hopefully as you say that that's something that they might then say, Oh, do you do you want to come out with me this weekend? My parents are taking me off here and they start getting involved perhaps in something outside school as well, which is really
0: great to see. So with all of these different modules, how do you how do you choose which ones get included in the enrichment program?
1: So what I try and do, Simon, is at the start of the year I try and spread the options across the year groups so that as many, you know, as I said, cookering's generally always really popular bouldering I this new centre I'm going to try it's quite good we have three year groups really doing the enrichment programme and we've got three terms so what I'll try and do is try and offer the different modules to the different year groups things like the Exmoor youth challenge it's best it best sits with year seven because year eights can be quite busy in in that February early summer with their exam preparation so over the years we've sort of develop the model and realize that some modules sit better in 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 some year groups this year we've pushed the production to year seven and eight because of course last year our year eights missed out on being able to give a live performance because of covid so that's also influenced our choices of where we offer modules but yeah it's always difficult to make the balance and you know i what i always say to the pupils is come and tell me what you'd like to see in your programme. You know, if you really want to get involved in something, I'll, I'll do my best to source instructors or teachers or parents that might be able to deliver that skill. So so we're all always looking for new ideas to bring into the programme.
0: Now, Lucy, I know that you're involved in residential off-site trips. What's on offer in the coming year, in the coming academic school year?
1: Well, Tom, I mean, we've already had an exciting start to, to, the, to the academic year. Obviously, after COVID, actually, we did manage to get most of the children in, in well, all the children in year six and year seven off site at the end of last summer term, which was fantastic. I kept moving everything to the right to make sure those trips went ahead. So it was a very busy end of term. But this September, we've already had year six have of been off site for a three day adventure with the Bushcraft Company, two nights sleeping out under canvas. They had a fantastic time. The year sevens went down to the Purbecks in Dorset for three nights and I, I went with them. I would never, never miss that trip. It's full of co-steering, raft building, paddle boarding. They prepared and cooked fish in the woods. Just all those, those great things. And we were so lucky with the weather as well. So we had a fantastic time. Campfires, roasting marshmallows under beautiful skies. So what we try and do is that year six go away for two nights year sevens go away for three nights and then when they get to year eight we have this wonderful week down in the forest of dean after all their exams they we we head off on the monday and we stay there to the friday and and that's something that children through their all-hallows time their career they build to that year year eight leavers camp and again it's it's four nights out under canvas i've really developed this camp in the last couple of years and we're not only bought in we canoe down the river why we've now bought in rock climbing and abseiling we we spend half a day mountain biking and we weren't able to do this last summer but we did it for the first time the summer before caving so we're definitely going to be doing that again this summer fingers crossed it's a little bit more challenging during covid times and it's just these This time away for the children is is just so vitally important for their, their friendships, for the teachers to be able to see them in a different environment outside of the classroom and to really get to know the pupils and develop a really good relationship with them which they can then build on back in the classroom and perhaps if a child it may be that the outside environment is, is really where they feel most comfortable with. And once a teacher sees that, when they come back into the classroom, perhaps they're having a bit of a struggle, having a great day, they can reflect back on that time and say, do you remember when you were so fantastic and you, you helped Jemima down that, down that cliff face? This is how we've got to look at this piece of writing. You know, you can do this. We just need to channel channel your efforts in the right direction. And, and you'll be able to conquer it like you did those challenges outside so again it's another area of school life that I'm I'm so passionate about I love being involved in and yeah I'm very excited about the summer term already and being able to get the children back out there
0: you know I can feel that excitement coming through and already I'm sure the number of the parents and children are looking forward to a lot of these activities
1: yeah, no, they do. And it's the year eight. It's very much once we get those exams out of the way. It's very much what we all talk about. You know, what are you going to be up to on year eight camp? And it, it, it's great. And it's a real it's a real finish for them. It's a real
0: high for their time at All Hallows. OK, so let's just imagine for a moment that I'm a possibly a slightly cynical parent and I'm thinking, mm, it's this just a way of giving parents some extra time in the mornings to go and do the shopping or something like that. And how does it actually help children in school? Because school should be all about learning English, history and maths and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about what you might say to someone like me in that situation.
1: Yeah. So w- w- what I would say to you is that when you put a child into an environment or a situation that perhaps they're not so used to. So let's take, for example, my exmo Challenge training so what we try and do is we, we start by doing a little bit of classroom-based things, which and we link that into their geography curriculum. So map work, for example, they do a lot of map work in 7 and 8. So I start by looking at their map skills, and we build on that. And I say, right, now we're going to go out, and we're going to go on a walk, and we're going to look at these features on the ground. And so actually, I would argue that many of our enrichment modules link in with the curriculum, because I'm then bringing that... To life, rather than just looking at their map in their classroom, which I know the geography teachers will also have taken them outside as well. But actually, we then go off to the Mendips, we go to the Quantocks, we then finally uh, our final walk, we actually go down and, and to Exmoor and walk a little bit around there as well. And it's great to see the children out of their comfort zones, and these are skills. The children end up in situations where they wouldn't normally find themselves in. And they have to troubleshoot and they have to learn. Okay, we're not quite sure where we are yet. We've got a radio. We know Mrs. is gonna be at the next checkpoint a mile away. You know, what are we gonna do? Quite often, we have a member of staff walking with each group more than often than not. But I sort of say to them, hang back, don't get too involved because it's all about the children making those decisions. If we just allow the children to do their curriculum in the classroom, whilst they've of course they're challenged and stretched there, it's a very comfortable environment. And often the enrichment modules take them out of that comfort zone and del- give them another environment to learn in and to to discover themselves in really. Which for me, at this critical age in their early teens, it's they're all trying to work out who they are, who they want to be. what they're passionate about and if we don't expose them to lots of different things they, they may never discover what their real passion is
0: i see i see lucy we need to bring this to a close in a minute but i mean if any parents are listening to this and they'd like to know more about it maybe they've got a way of being able to help out themselves i don't know whether there's any opportunity for that what's the best way for them to connect with you
1: no, we we we'd love people to get in touch. We're always looking for new ideas and people to support the program. I'd be very welcome to chat to anybody who'd like to get involved. I think probably the best bet is to drop me an email at the school um, on my email address at l.mackenzie@allhallowsschool.co.uk. Okay,
0: and L Mackenzie—that's M A C, well L, and then M A C K E N Z I E—is that right? Yes, that's correct. Perfect that's great and very last question when's the production of Joseph and can I come along and see it?
1: Yes we'd love to see you there Simon it's it's at the start of February so you know they're working hard on it at the moment and then January we'll have a big push when we come back to school and yeah no I'm really looking forward to it it's going to be full of colour the musical talent's amazing and I know the children are really enjoying it at the moment.
0: Well if there's ever going to be a production that's full of colour, then Joseph is sure to be it. Then um, of course it's, I'm sure it's going to be a great production, really am. Lucy, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for giving up your time and for opening up this whole world of the enrichment program and outdoor education to us all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Simon. So that was Lucy McKenzie chatting about co-curricular at All Hallows. Thank you, Lucy, for joining us on this episode of the podcast. It was amazing to hear all about enrichment and the kind of opportunities that children are getting during the academic year. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.